Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or aren't even asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. We will be delving deeply into Bond, tackling a different film each episode with an exciting guest by my side. Now, episode four, which this is, brings us the aquatic adventures of Thunderball. So, my special guest this week is Martin Fitzgerald, a.k.a. at 400 Blows, the genius behind the fantastic At Ram Album Club, where he gets a different guest every week to review an album. I wonder where he got that idea. And the fiendishly excellent At Ram JFK Club, where he goes over all the different JFK conspiracies in quite some detail. It's a very good website. Anyway, without any further ado, let's thunder some balls. Me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd never have recognized myself. Do I seem healthy? Too healthy by far. So, Martin, how are Hello. you? Yeah, I'm good. How yeah. are you? I'm good, thank you. Sorry I spoke over you then. Um, so, Thunderball. The zizzaz mm. of Thunderball. What, what, did, what did you make of it? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's awful. I beg, it's, it's, I beg your pardon. It's really bad. Do you think? Well, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, quite a few times. Actually. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you seen it? Oh, you know what? When I was because I watched Bond a lot when I was a kid, and Thunderball's one of the mm. ones I didn't like because it was too long. But as I've got older, it is, I've, long. It is very long, and just to the point where you think it's ended, there's like another half now. So, 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 what would you say? You how many times would you say you've seen it? Five, oh, six? yeah, probably five or six. Really? Yeah. And it and and does it get better each time? Or actually, it's it's strange because the first I'd say the first hour I do enjoy a lot, but the last thirty-five minutes are kind of interminable. It's a bit of a slog. What does that mean? I mean, it's, it's difficult. Does that mean they're not very good? Yeah, it's difficult to get through. Right. Difficult to get through. 
I was talking to a friend of mine about oh, yeah. Bond um, today, and and he said something which which I guess just resonated with me. What you just said that hmm. that he watched all these films as a as a as a kid, and yeah. he had all these mem- these kind of what I guess sound like really nice memories of his dad taking him to the cinema to watch James Bond films. Is yeah, I didn't have any of that. Is that is that where your your love for this subject comes from? Yes, I would say so. I'd say that they're on. Back you didn't go with his dad as well. I didn't did go with you? his dad. I don't even know who it is. No. So I, I no. don't know him. Uh, unless maybe his dad fathered me as well, possibly. And could have done. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, I, he's into James Bond, so well, I think anything's possible. Yeah, it's in the genes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, a bank holiday Bond being on telly and stuff, and also like. I went to see, I went to see a few of them as a kid at the cinema. Yeah, but you know the the, the film itself it has some good points. Pardon me, <laughs> it does have some. You know the, the the whole the beginning bit. You know where Bond goes to the funeral and it, it, they try and play a trick on you with the coffin having JB on it, and you're thinking, yeah, is James Bond dead? But no. Well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, talking about that particular scene, hmm. um, you know, specifically that they could have had, they could have had more fun with that. So, if you like, in the in the hands of anyone that I guess knew what they were doing, you would have a picture of a, you would have a shot of a coffin with, you know, JB mm-hmm. on the coffin. You would have lots and lots of mourners. People would be distraught. They would play that out, you know, long enough for you to think, Jesus, James Bond, he, he it looks like he's died. Is yeah. this what's happened here? But being, and, and, you know, they have, they have sort of two hours, ten minutes, I think this film takes, in order to play out scenes like this. Yeah. But in the sort of typical way of these things, it, it's just, doesn't happen like that so you see the coffin with jb on it mm. and like literally the next shot yeah. is sean connery watching that so like well you know straight away that 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 isn't james bond yeah and it's just, and it's just i don't mean to pick holes in things that people really like and stuff because i think james bond is one of those things a little bit like abba where <laughs> when you sort of start to say that this isn't that good people then tend to say well, you just you're taking it too seriously you know you, you know you, you know you you, you sort of don't know how to enjoy yourself and i do you do and and i th- and i think for example that 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 scene hmm. would just be a, a, a would just be a better scene if it wasn't so cack-handedly done but it does it does save itself straight afterwards because uh, bond uh, immediately spots that it's a, it's a man dressed as a lady and how does he spot that I think it's because the the way he opens the the car door. He or opened something. it for himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So basically, what Bond um, is suggesting there is, if if you, if you're a lady and you open a car door by yourself, he will punch you in the face. Yeah, you're probably a man. You probably are. In previous films, Bond and M revealed that they went on trips to Hong Kong together, and they weren't. You know, we couldn't talk about it. But it makes me think that um, Bond has been on enough trips with M to spot a tranny. Yeah, from, a, from a distance. Yeah. And the car door just sold it. He was like, well, that's definitely a bloke. I'm going to go and punch him in the face. 
And I mean, it's one of, I think, what, you know, one of my one of my issues with James Bond is that, like, I think I just think he's a really bad spy. I don't think oh, he's, he's awful. Good. Yeah, he's appalling. But the other, and, the other um, yeah. He, so he has a sort of moment there where he, you know, uses his intelligence mm. and comes to the correct conclusion. Yeah. But again, it's just it's just not done in in a way where you where, where it's where you're watching that going ah. Oh, well, it's I... it's it's kind of I don't know it's kind of just glossed over and, and a little bit weird. Well, I I th- the thing is about Martin is that James Bond is very much like Abba, and um... yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> ah, but yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've often. I've often said that. I said that to my friend. I said that with my to my friend with the dad hmm. earlier today. Is that, how, is that how you know him? That's my friend with the dad. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to my other friends who got no dads. Found in a wood. <laughs> um, but he he started. Then he he spent twenty minutes telling me how you know how good Abba was. So, so you know that was a great start to the day. I'm not going to waste your time with that. Don't worry. No. This isn't Abba Pod. Not yet. I enjoyed that Bond had a jetpack to get him about five feet away from a building. You know, I thought that bit was silly, um, but yeah. obviously, yeah, um, because like I just I just don't know where that sort of where that came from. The the but I, I read so I read somewhere today because I take these things seriously and I did some research mm. that um, that that. That jetpack was flown by, I think there was only like two people that yeah. didn't sort of knew how to fly it or <clears throat> had the licence to fly it, and that was one of those people. So, yeah. I think. I think. Did the, you know that too? I didn't I know did. that. No, no, I knew that okay. it was a fairly new thing because quite often what you get with Bond films is much like they with locations. They'll say, "Oh, that's a nice place. Let's go and do it there." In the old days, mm. quite often they'd be like, oh, there's this exciting new gadget. We'll get it in the film somehow. And I think that was one of them. I was like, well, James Bond would have a jetpack to, you know, avoid going down some stairs to get to a car. You know, I guess it's the sort of thing that um, it, it becomes a little bit Inspector Gadget, doesn't it? And there's a, like, there's a bit where once he's got down with, with his jetpack, he gets into the car... And people start shooting at the car from behind, so he presses a button, mm-hmm. and a, um, a for, you know, one of a, a you know, for want of a better phrase, a piece of concrete pop, you know, pops up from the yeah. from the back <clears throat> of his car to stop bullets going through. Well, that was a, that was in the previous film as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. If you'd have done your full research and watched one all for of the, the fans, films, one for the fans. Well, that, 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 that car was in the previous Bond. In film. joke. It's his, it's his, oh, ga- it? it's his Bond mobile, if you like. Ooh. It sprays water at people, as well, which is quite handy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I remember that bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it took those guys out, didn't it? I mean, yeah. They, if you know, if only they'd have watched Goldfinger. Yeah. They would have probably approached the car from the front. Well, exactly. Uh, well, no, this is the thing because uh, they'd have been screwed because the car at the front's got machine guns. Oh, really? Yeah, from the side they'd have been all right. Yeah, I mean, if they'd have watched Goldfinger, they probably would have just probably thought, yeah. <laughs> let's just leave him. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, I mean, you know, he's going to win. So well, of course he will. He's James Bond. Let him drive off. Win. 
exactly. I was just interested that if you're a bad guy with a gun, uh, some having some water sprayed at you would incapacitate you sufficiently. Uh, <laughs> this is the. Um, I mean, I think you have to. You have to. Um, get any of all of your critical faculties and and kind of leave them at the at the door, don't you? Well, because the thing is, is that a lot like ABBA, people can take James Bond too seriously. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, um, you can have that if you like. <laughs> it's 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 what happens when you take something seriously, yeah. which people enjoy, and you take it seriously to the point where you're saying it's not very good. It's it's. People don't like that. But what did you what did you think of the villain, this um Largo? Oh I mean just just awful. Did you did um, you think he sounded like he was dubbed by Peter Sellers? He was dubbed by someone, wasn't he, which I thought was weird. Yeah, because I don't it was, know who it was. Again, in my research that I've done for this mm. um radio show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a radio it's, show, by the way. Yeah, let's call it that. Because yeah. it, it was because it could be. Mm. Oh thanks. Pete. Um don't 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 limit yourself. And the, but I read that this film had the budget was like was more than the previous three Bond films put together. Mm. But they're still they still couldn't they they're like still dubbing actors in it. Well, I think this fella's like he was an Italian actor that they liked, so they got him in. And like with previous films, they have. They didn't had, like him enough for no, like, to I use think maybe his actual he, voice. Well, maybe he's maybe he sounded like the policeman from a lower low. Yeah, maybe so just like, get another actor. What a mistake, to make. <laughs> you know, because people don't do that anymore. I don't know no. if you've you've seen like other films. <laughs> they, they, they they stop doing that. They just think, well, okay, he's okay, but his voice isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just get someone with a good voice? Yeah, well, I, that's I just, kind of how that works. Yeah. It's, it's certainly in older Bond films they would just dub someone rather than getting someone who could do a voice. Yeah, this... I thought it was like a, a like he was um, like as a kind of villain. Mm. I never, I never sort of understood him as a as a you know villain. And there's like one bit in the film. I mean, you, I mean the the sort of plot's completely incoherent, and there's a. Yeah. Bit in a film where James Bond kind of goes to see um, what's his name, Largo. Yeah, he kind of goes around his house and they look at his sharks and all that sort of stuff, mm. and they have a sort of friendly conversation. They talk about sort of you know clay pigeon shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, but they both it appears that it's apparent to both of them that these two people are adversaries. And in the next scene, James Bond goes to Largo's boat and they all tried to kill him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you, he was at your house a minute ago. Yeah. And yeah. I'm taking it too seriously, aren't I? No, well, no, it's not for me to say. But I liked the bit. There's um, another bit where he, hmm. where he, where he says that he's going he's gonna to meet a girl, he's going to find a girl in order. And then the sort of next scene, he's like underwater and that's where he meets her. Yeah. Which yeah, is like her. considering like three quarters of the world is water. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's sort but he knew of she weird. was in NASA, didn't he? Okay, because I mean, like, he didn't oh. know. What, so what was he? What, he was just like swimming around under what, <laughs> what appears to be a massive piece of water. Yeah, um, kind of hoping to bump into her. Mm. 
Well, and got, if he knows lucky, she's there, it? it's probably better to just arrange to meet her on land. It just, again, it just, um, and, you know, I know what you're going to say. Well, maybe he got Felix to fly him around in a helicopter like he did for everything else until he saw her. I know what you're going to... I mean, they are, they are presenting me with an idea and I have to believe it. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. The, the, actually, these things aren't, my, aren't really my, my issues. Hmm. I'm prepared to sort of take all of that sort of stuff in the same way that, you know, when you watch those old films and it has a back projection. Hmm. Um, you know, when there's two people in a car and it has a back projection of a road. I'm OK with that. Yeah. I don't mind that. You can accept that. I can accept that. Well, let's, let's draw a line in the sand, yeah? A, a sort of a, a kind of unarranged <laughs> rendezvous with someone underwater. I'm sure it can be explained a... in many ways. I'm sure... It happens all the time. Felix is probably keeping an eye on her. Felix is his convenient, helpful friend who's wearing a Make yeah, American he, Great Again cap. His only friend who he, who he, who he talks, talks, talks to like a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is a piece of shit, isn't he? Let's face it. Well, yeah. The actor playing him is called Rick Van Nutter. Brilliant. Yeah, he was. He was married. What did to he? Anita... What did he go on to do? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. You know, but I know he was a mar- He was married to Anita Eckberg. Was he? Yeah. How about that then? I think he deserves a bit more respect. I think he does. Yeah. So Bond. I think you should stop calling him a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a bit when they're in a helicopter and you mm. said, then they're going over the some sort of golden thing where the where the boats camouflaged by by a net. Yeah, with the sharks. Are. And he says, he says, bring the helicopter down, bring it down now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, chill out, chill out, Bond. It's only a boat with a net on it. Well, it's a plane, actually, Martin. If we're gonna... Yeah, sorry, a plane. Yeah. Yeah. You're but right there. Actually, it is a plane. It is a plane. Uh, your research. You wouldn't is... hide a boat in the water, would you? No. You wouldn't, <laughs> unless it was a stealth boat. No. Your research is lacking here. You think it's a boat? Yeah. Come on, Martin. Yeah. Well, it was camouflaged. That's my. That's true. That's the thing. I couldn't tell because of the net. Mm. I thought it was a house at first, but um. A house. Someone's hidden a yeah. house in the sea. Well, because the, the camouflage was so good, I didn't know what was going on. Oh, it was only when he cut, when he cut through the net that um. Yeah, it was a boat actually. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it wasn't a boat. It was a plane. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. I'm having a newfound respect for Bond. He's really smart. You're having some sort of breakthrough. Look at me. What an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even tell forms of transport. I liked Bond at the health club. Because, again, this is is very... You talk about him being lucky finding her in the sea. He literally goes to a health club and stumbles upon this plot to take over the world. Yeah, I didn't didn't really... You said you really liked the beginning part of the film. Yeah. So what... Bond is a shit spy, as we know. But the the other man mm. there, that Count Lippy, he is a worst spy. Because he he sort of goes out of his way to tell Bond what he's doing or show Bond what he's doing all the time. Yeah, you're the right. The first time he meets him, he's like, here, have a look at this. He doesn't say it, but he's basically like going, here, have a look at this tattoo of me being in this double-hard organisation. He's a bit weird to that, to that, to that woman in the health club. He's James a bit rapey, Bond. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weird, rapey. Very rapey. Yeah. It, um, yeah. My favourite bit about that is that he basically forces her to have sex with him in the shower. And then it, there's a really weird edit. It just cuts 
and he, he he's in the hallway and he pokes his head back into the room he's just come out of and says um yeah, he says see you later is that what you'd say after that <laughs> just goes see you later thanks very much yeah but I liked it when she put him on that machine that uh, the the Count Lippy turned up to maximum. Oh yeah, I'm not That's sure all what coming the machine back to me for, now because the machine to me it looked like a machine that simulated being bummed by a ghost. He, she said the machine was going to stretch his spine. But why did he need his spine stretching? Um, he I don't. I mean, he's, he's in a health club, isn't he? He must have some sort of back. Maybe he's got sciatica or something. Maybe. I don't know. He did get hit with that poker, didn't he? They kept going Maybe he's got one leg longer than the other one. Because, you know, I've had that. Have you? And you go to... Yeah, you go to a chiropractor and they adjust you. Really? It's fine. Yeah. But if you don't do that, then you often... You know, sometimes you see people, and you may have had this yourself, where a particular heel on one foot wears down uh, quicker than than the heel on the other shoe? No, I'm not aware of this phenomenon. I saw it in an episode it, of The Goodies once. It happens if you've got one leg longer than the other one, which most people do what? because their hips slightly twisted. Okay. So you go to a chiropractor and they adjust you. Maybe, How maybe do they adjust you? It. Well, they lay you on a table, fairly similar to what they do in Thunderball, actually. Really? Um, they put you on a machine where you get bummed by a ghost. But they don't do that bit. They don't do that. that that's right. where the similarities to Thunderball end. Okay. Um... And the fact that it's a relatively enjoyable experience, and you lay down, and, and, a, and a, in my case, a incredibly healthy Canadian man, um, kind of manipulates, just you. presses really hard down on your back oh. on a special table that then kind of gives way every time he presses. It's quite good, and it encourages your leg to. Grow. And look at my heels now; no, they look Perfect. splendid. Perfect. Yeah, they are. If you could stand on a spirit level now, there'd be a bubble going up the middle of you. Yeah, no problem. Which is a bit of what happens in Thunderball. There's lots of bubbles. Yeah, they they really nailed the um, filming underwater bit, didn't they? How do you think Largo lost his eye? Uh, I don't... I mean... (laughs) I've no idea. I've no idea. It's, It's... it's just a, the eye patch is because it's just it's just a device to mm. let you know he's bad. Yeah, because he doesn't actually act that bad half the time. Well, he does to Domino at the end when he says, "I'm going to talk he to does, you." Yeah, with at a the block end of ice and, to... some, and a cigar. That's a bit weird. Though. That's a bit weird. He brings in so he brings in some ice and something hot, and at one point he's gonna. God, like, who does that? No one. That's the weirdest sort of torture. You can see that on 24. We've I've all, got a piece we've all of tortured ice and people, a match. But you know, we've all tortured people, but we've never done it. Just, I mean, it isn't how I would do it. No. That's one of two moments in that film that took me out of it and made me go, what the fuck are you talking about? So at the beginning where he's talking to Miss Moneypenny and he says something like, um, oh, I, I, he insinuates that he's going to... He says, I'll put you over my knee, right? And she says something like, with yoghurt and vinegar? What yeah. are you talking about? Like, actually, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's why she never rose beyond the rank of secretary. That's right, and that's why James Bond will never have sex with her. Because she keeps yeah, talking probably, about yoghurt. Probably got, probably got Q or M. I get Q and M mixed up. She well, probably Q's got one, one of them. Well, Who's sorry. the boss? M. M, yeah. 
She probably went and got M some lunch once and come back with yogurt and vinegar. <laughs> she probably doesn't actually. That was, her, li- that was her, her little sort of foray into office management. She's just very confused. Um, cut short. Now she's just a secretary. You can go, money penny, I asked yeah. for a ham sandwich and you brought me a tub of yogurt with vinegar in it. The fuck are I'm you off doing? to Sainsbury's then. Would you like anything for. No, you're okay. No, God, no. Thank you. Yeah. I bought me own. Although Thank you. He probably would ask her for some whiskey then, because I think he likes to drink. M's very strange. M is usually, because this is your only experience of Bond, isn't it? Uh, no, no, oh. no. I have seen some James Bond films. Well, have you seen ones with other, this M and other films? Because usually he hates Bond. Um, I don't think I've seen this M before. Yeah, I, I must confess, M didn't make a great impression on me. Oh, usually he's very grumpy and curmudgeonly, but in this one, he seems to be really on Bond's side. He's like, well, if Bond says it's that, then it must be that. Is it the same actor who, yeah. who plays the other M's? Bernard Lee, yeah, but he died after Moonraker, okay. and then they, they replaced him. But yeah, he's in it from the beginning up until Moonraker, and then he's not in it anymore because he's dead. He yeah. I'm familiar with that actor, but I don't... I don't... I don't. He isn't in this film. Much, no, he's never. He? M's never usually in it very much. But I can tell you a top fact about him. Tom. He's uh, Johnny Lee Miller's granddad. Is he really? He is. Well, he was. Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. But you know, I didn't I, know. It. Another thing I've written down here that made me laugh: uh, when Bond finds that domino, and you know her foot's trapped in the rock. And he says to yeah. her, and when he gets her out of the water, she, he says, you're good at swimming. He said, most girls just paddle around. You swim like a man. Yeah. Which is not going to get you far, is it? Well, I, I also presume that means that, you know, men just get their feet stuck in rocks. Because that's what she did. That's what she did. If, if he hadn't come along, she would have just drowned, wouldn't she? Yeah. I, 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 I have to confess as well that sort of Domino... And the woman who got shot when oh, she was yeah. dancing. Yeah. That, I had real difficulty working out who was who. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I got them really confused. I'm I didn't like, they all just child. looked the same to me. Yeah. They're very similar characters, and they've got very similar accents as well. Yeah. Maybe the same woman dubbed them. But did you like the name of the uh, Largo's boat? Disco Volante. I, I, you know what? That's one of the best things about the film. It reminds me of a Croydon nightclub. It reminds me of a sort of of one of those, like a sort of band around the time. It has been. <laughs> it's the second studio album. Just looking out, actually. It's the second studio album by American experimental rock band Mr. Bungle. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, but Mike, it, it's Mike a sort Patton's of name. Bungle, yeah. It reminds me of like a kind of, like a kind of, of like the third Claxons album that nobody bought. It also scans very nicely of... on Pulp's Disco 2000, doesn't it? Is it? It's not mentioned in that, is it? No, no, I'm just saying it scans nicely. No, but you, I, 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 I see, you could sing Volante. Disco 2000 to Disco Valenti. Yeah. You could do. You could if you wanted to. Yeah. Don't, do don't want. No. I thought that was... Um, I thought that actually the bit where the boat sort of separated was quite good. I didn't see that coming. No, that was very good, wasn't it? That's very, that's very I quite like that bit. Yeah. See, you're warming to it already. Yeah. That bit was brilliant. If they had an Oscar for bits where boats separate... Every time. ...in a film... Yeah. ...then... 
every time. I'd probably give it to Titanic, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. well, you would. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You would. Um, there's a bit in this that reminds me of a bit from Dad's Army as well. You know where Bond walks in and he knows some he knows someone's hiding in his shower in his hotel room because he listens to that elaborate tape recording to see if someone's come in rather than looking. Yeah, around. I didn't understand any of that at all. But yeah, I do. I do remember that. Bit. Yeah, I, when I, he goes in know. there and then Felix comes in and Felix goes, "Hey, double O," and Bond punches him in the stomach, right? And then he gets mm. the baddie out of the bath and he turns to Felix and Felix is like, "Why did you punch me?" And he said. You were going to call me 007. I was like, that's basically the Bond version of Don't Tell Them Pike, isn't it? Yeah. I've just said 007 as well. And just another example of him treating who, the, the only person who appears to be his male friend. Felix, yeah. Badly, yeah. With his Make America Great Again cap. Yeah. But did you He's know... a horrible bloke. I'd hate to work with James Bond, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Like if he was in your office... He would be like the people who really like James Bond. Uh, He's uh, big on one-upmanship, isn't he? That would piss me off, I think. He's one of those people who, like... (laughs) There's a a scene, it's quite an interesting scene in this film, which, again, my research tells me. Hmm. It's the only James Bond film where they show the other double O's. Yes, Right, and well, actually, he no, turns. There's, there's eight... another one and a couple of other ones, but yeah, go on. <clears throat> That's not what it says on IMDb. The research is flawed. Maybe they mean all of the double O's. All of them, yeah. yeah. They, I think that only yeah. one of the faces is revealed. So all of the double O's. Yeah, that's fair enough. Are sitting there in yeah. some sort of government government presentation about the danger that is about to, um, you know, come across the world. By this, by this bloke's actions, and they're all sitting there. They've all got there on time. Mm. They've taken their seats. Yeah. This dickhead turns up late. Yeah. As you would expect. Yeah. And um, tries to shag seats, money penny. His seats, um, um, you know, seven, seven on the seventh seat is his, and 
I did kind of think then, like, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, mm. that I think, you know, like Dorothy chose that road. Yeah. And there were other roads she could have. And I, and I sometimes think, and there are other films down those roads mm. that are different to Wizard of Oz. And it, it did make, make me think for a bit, maybe the other, the other double O's, are, are, you know, maybe they've got films. And maybe they're nicer people. And maybe maybe they're just, you know, they turn up on time. They they don't have that sense of kind of what, you know, of of kind of one upmanship and that arrogance and and it made me <clears throat> it made me think I'd like to see their films. Well, but I don't think they've made any. No, no, they haven't. They you have a couple of double. I bet they all them. I bet they all hate him though. Oh, I bet they God, all yeah. really hate him. Yeah. Well, one of them is a villain in a, in a future Bond film who doesn't like him. So. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I bet they all hate him. I bet they're constantly like shitting in his drawer. Yeah. And like pissing in his car and stuff like that. And and, and in his uh, yeah coffee. never. Never never. Never going out for drink. No. Within offering to making a cup of coffee, and then when they're you know making it, they like dip their knob in or spit in it or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like when they when he labels his carton of milk. Yeah. They'd like just draw a big cock on it or something. Yeah. Double O cock, more like they write on it. Yeah, yeah. Drink that. Yeah. <laughs> Drink that, James. <laughs> I liked um, when when you were talking about uh, Largo's house. You know when Bond goes there. I liked it just yeah. before he went there. Him and Felix flew over quite low. You know, like they literally buzzed over his house, hovered over his swimming pool, and Bond leant out with a pair of binoculars. Like, do you want to be any more obvious that you're looking at him? You might as well have just walked up to his house with a pair of binoculars and looked over the gate. See, you're, you're, I think you're taking that too seriously. Uh, yeah, you're That's... right. But, you know, we should probably get on to talk about the uh, underwater sequence, which is the... The the thing that this film is defined by meaning that it, it's it's the whole fucking film. It feels like when they do get underwater, <laughs> and it, it yeah. reminded me of uh, when they start having the underwater fight. It reminded me of you know the Monty Python sketch with the Batley's townswoman recreating Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. It reminded mm-hmm. me of that. It was just like this chaos of people thumping each other underwater. I have no well, idea I, I, who was li- who. Literally, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. No. And there's one no moment where they try to make other it like than the fact that someone had got a camera that they could use underwater. Yeah, they don't, they obviously spent a large amount of money to get these underwater sequences, and they thought we might as well make the most of them and basically not bother choreographing anything and just have people like thumping each other. It's just... I mean, it, it, I mean, it is kind of weird to think about. I mean, when did this film come out? 65. Six, Sixty-five. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, what what films? I mean, we're, we're talking about it now as if like, like I'm just, I just, it doesn't interest me that this is underwater. Oh yeah. But I guess there must have been a thing at the time where you you go and see that on the, you know, you're you're sitting at home with a, with a you know 128 line black and white TV, hmm. and then you go out to one of those grand cinemas and you see a load of people, uh, fighting. Underwater, yeah. and you, there must, there might have been a thing where you're like, you know, wow, that's mm. an experience. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it was very much like the 1965 equivalent of Avatar. 
Yeah. Because like, people went to see Avatar because it was 3D and then watched it yeah. later and went, hang on, it's complete shit. And this mm. must have been like that. It's like, wow, the underwater stuff's great. And then they watched it on telly 20 years later and were like, oh, God, I can't sit through this. It's just never-ending. It it did seem like I just didn't really... Um, I didn't really understand what was happening underwater half the time. Mm. I, I didn't really... I mean, in... in, in, in I didn't really understand what was happening in the film most of the time. No. But the underwater it, bits were just even harder to understand. Even the music during the underwater sequence is a bit like... It's basically John Barry going, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm just going to play something over the top of this anyway. Yeah. I'll do a little sort of bit here and a bit there, but no fucking clue what's happening. Apparently they were actual sharks, though. Yes, I read that as well. Sean Connery... That's good, uh, isn't it? There's some terrible stunt double work in this. Did you notice... Mm, There's a yeah. bit where Connery's in Largo's pool and the shark swims past and he looks at it and then looks back at the camera nearly and it's clearly not him. It looks nothing like him. No. To the point, it adds to the confusion where you're like, so is that Bond or is that not Bond? I don't know. <laughs> and he's also got a bad wig in this one. Has he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he was going bald after Doctor No and I think from... From Russia with Love, maybe maybe not in there, but definitely from Goldfinger onwards, he wears a hairpiece. And in Thunderball, you can wow. s- you can see the joins, as it were. I didn't watch it on Bluey. Oh well, I did. So maybe maybe up, that's what you need to do. Up yours. Yeah. You can see his tattoo as well in this one on Blu-ray. So there you go. Has he got a tattoo? Yeah, he's got What's a big tattoo, tattoo on his say? forearm. I don't know what it is. Is it because they've put makeup twat. on it? To try, yeah, it probably says I'm a big twat with a hair with a wig. Yeah. Uh, I got bummed by a ghost and uh, lived yeah. to tell the tale. Double O cock. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy though. You know, we were talking about back projection before. The yeah. fight on Largo's boat at the very end, where Largo boasts earlier that my boat goes up to forty knots. When they're fighting on it, it's going at about four million miles an hour. There's a weird bit. A weird... So I was just drinking some some diet coke, and I just remembered. Other coke. There's a weird bit in that scene. Hmm where they're obviously, you know, escaping with, I think, the atomic bomb. Yeah. I, I never really knew where the atomic bomb was. I think um, it was on the boat. And uh, James Bond is on the on the boat. Mm. And I think, like, I think it's at the point where he gets to the front of the boat and there's, like, Largo and a few other people. Yeah. And then some fella turns up with a tray. Yeah. And... Like a, 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 I think like a bottle of champagne yes. or something. <laughs> it's like, mate, you're you're escaping like NATO. Um, I thought this calls for you've, celebration. You've got, you've got a couple of atomic bombs um, in the hold. Uh, it's probably. Do you know what? Maybe leave the drinks till we land. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe leave. We don't need the biscuits. Leave all that now. He did, but he sort of. Like someone somewhere must have wrote that bit in. <laughs> like, there's there's like six people in the front of that boat, which James Bond has to fight. Yeah. And someone has gone. Well, we could do with a waiter. We could do with a waiter turning up here now with a bottle of champagne, couldn't we? No, we wrote what that. Sort of, we wrote that bit when we were drunk. You didn't leave it in, did you? Oh, you didn't <laughs> film it, did you? Fucking <laughs> okay, hell! What sort of fucking escapes this? Where's the where's the where's the waiter? <laughs> That bloke, that bloke should have wrote every. You know, he should have been hired off for every film after that. What probably so when, happened? Like, 
when they're when they're on the edge of the cliff on the yeah. Italian job, he should just walk from the back of the truck, drink and tip them over the edge. Yeah, drink. <laughs> what probably happened is Largo said, "Right, whatever happens today, when this boat separates, I want the finest champagne in this cockpit." Yeah, I, I assume it's a for cockpit. fuck's sake. Make sure the weight is on this side. Yeah, of the boat that separates. Whatever happens, I want. Yeah, champagne. otherwise we're really fucked if he's stuck on that one. But so that, that was a weird scene. And also, as far as I could make out, the nuke, the bloke says, I got rid of the detonator so he's not going to go off. Who rescues Domino, that weird German sort of... Yeah, that, that weird guy that basically saved the world who yeah. who didn't get any credit for it at all and no. never had any films after that. No, that's a good point. But he says, I got rid of the detonator, but presumably that means there's still a nuclear bomb on board. And then the, they jump off the boat and it crashes into a rock at, like I say, about 478 miles an hour and blows up. But presumably the, the atomic bomb that's on board would, would still blow up at that point. I mean, uh, I mean, at this point, I, I was thinking things like that, but I thought, yeah. you, you know... Then you thought about ABBA. I don't know. I don't know. There is an atomic bomb that's about to crash into loads of rocks and there is an explosion, but it's not, clearly not an atomic explosion. Hmm. So who knows what's happened there? Who knows? There, did, there was another bit, I forgot, quite a funny bit, where, <laughs> where James Bond is underwater, hmm. like he is... Um, For most of the film, yeah. Most of, yeah, that doesn't really narrow, narrow it down in this no, film. No, not really, no. Um, I think it's when they go to see... When he has that bizarre fight with the, the sort of boat after going to Largo's house... Yeah. For the first time, and all the sort of baddies who all wear sort of black roll necks and look like beatniks. Oh, and they've got the T-shirts Bond. with um, that they say "My Disco Volante" on them. Have they? Yeah, it says M dot Y dot Disco Volante, but it looks like, like they're that. saying "My Disco Volante" like they're groupies. Yeah, that's cool. Like a Studio Fifty Four type thing. That's indie pop. It is, isn't I it? Like that. Yeah. yeah. But he's um, he's swimming around. Hmm. And uh, they, you know, they've got guns and stuff, but they decide to sort of throw grenades oh, in yeah. the water yeah. to try and kill him. Yeah. And it just has the effect that every time they throw a grenade in, hmm. it because of like, <laughs> like, why would you ever try to kill anybody underwater with a hand grenade? Yeah, you wouldn't. It's would only going to go so far down in the water, hmm. and it. I mean, I've not done. You know, I don't. I've never done this, but. It seemed to me at the time a bit odd. Yeah. And all it had the effect of was it would make a small explosion of water and sort of James Bond would, like, turn around as if he was being disturbed. Yeah. They're also very lazy henchmen because there's a bit where they're chasing him and he decides to just jettison the mask and the scuba tank and they find it floating and they're like, he must be dead, let's go and tell Largo. Aren't you going to have a look? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be the first thing you'll ask. Haven't you seen the films? Yeah, the first question will be, did you get his body? They'll be like, no, he didn't look. Is there a waiter nearby? Champagne! Um, So we've reached the point of the podcast, Martin, where I'm going to have to ask you the Smirsh questions. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. (coughs) Excuse me. That wasn't one of the questions. Number one. In your opinion... Who is the best Bond, and what is the best Bond film? Ooh. Um, I think I would... 
I think I'd have to go with Daniel Craig because, mm-hmm. and I think I'd have to go with Casino Royale because I think, I think it was at that point that they realised that the kind of franchise was just was just busted, right? right? And that that people like Jason Bourne had come along, and they had done this um, with a greater sense of kind of grit. There was, there was, there was, there wasn't that, that there, there wasn't loads of kind of wisecracking, which is always my problem with sort of Bond. And I, and I think you know Daniel Craig and Casino Royale is it's like it's, I don't think it's great, but I think it's a watchable film. Yeah. But I think it it sort of nods its head towards what had happened within action movies and also like TV shows like Twenty Four, mm-hmm. where you suddenly got people who were in in danger who weren't telling jokes and i always associate like bond films with a a thing that i hate (laughs) which is people undercutting tension with with terrible you know jokes fair enough i should accept so so yeah i i I think daniel craig and um casino royale i've got a bit of a soft spot for live and let die oh yeah that's good. So you're going to go with Casino Royale, Daniel Craig. Yeah. So uh, in that case, I'll ask you the next question, uh, which is the, the, the direct opposite question. Who is the worst Bond and what's the worst Bond film? Um, I mean, I think it... I think it. I don't think I've ever seen a Timothy Dalton film. Mm. Um, was Pierce Brosnan the James Bond? He was, wasn't he? He was, I was, yeah. I, I, I can never remember if he was or, or whether he was someone that people sort of thought should have been. I think I'd, I'd, I'd he was probably, both. I know it's probably <laughs> probably sacrilegious to, to the audience, but I'd probably say Sean Connery because I, ju- I just really don't like Sean Connery. That's fine. It's, it's your opinion, as I say. Yeah. And remember, what, that, what are everybody. you not going to do? Well, exactly. They'll complain. And I won't listen yeah. to them because I respect you. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> So, next question. Who would you have as James Bond next? Oh. Um, that's a good question. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the answer that I would give is that someone that I don't really like. Okay. You know, someone that is quite happy just to waste their career doing this stuff. That's an interesting answer. So, yeah. the next question you're going to love. Okay. Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Penelope Smallbush, and Doctor Goodhead. So, yeah. give me your best Bond lady name that you've just thought of. That I've just thought of. All, yeah. all, all I could, <laughs> all I could think of then mm. was I used to work with a guy called Ken. That's a good and, one. Like um, yeah, yeah, and he used to have to. <laughs> He used to have to write a weekly report to his boss, Mm. and his boss's name was Laurie Carter, right? Mm -hmm. And he used to hate doing this weekly report. And in order for him to make this report more interesting, he used to change Laurie Carter's name Mm. on his email um, in a way that Laurie would never see when he received the email. Mm -hmm. So every, every week he would change it to something that that had the initials LC, 
Mm-hmm. It was just one of those little things he did at work to make his life more interesting. Yeah. So, like uh, the first couple of weeks, it was just uh, it was just obvious things, you know, large cunt, uh, you know, all all of that, all of that, sort of <laughs> the obvious stuff out of the way. Uh-huh. And I remember going to his desk, probably about a year and a half after he started this, mm-hmm. and he was sending his weekly report to Lassoud Chaffinch. <laughs> so. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, what you've just asked me just just made me think of that. That is brilliant. So as I well. would that would call... work in a bond film. It is. It is mm. like I genuinely stood there and I thought this is incredible. You, you have done seventy odd weekly reports looking for variants of words beginning with L and C, and you're I've, I now appear to have turned up at the peak moment where yes. you are sending this to Lassoud Chaffinch. I love that. That was. If, I mean, if you're out there, Ken, that was that was genius. Mm. Brilliant. So, uh, Bond film title. Could you think of a Bond film title at the top of your head? Uh, a made-up one, obviously. No, no. no. Well, Doctor no. no. There you go. Sorted. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> there. Yeah. A hypothetical <laughs> fist fight takes place between Simon Templer, the Saint, and James Bond 007. Who wins? Uh, I would like to think that that the saint would win. Mm. I had to have a bit more time for him. Mm. He didn't do films, did he? He just did TV shows. Just TV, yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. Mm. He sort of knew his place. You like the small guy? He, he had a gimmick. He had that thing going on. What was his gimmick? He had a halo. He had a halo. That's a good gimmick. I know. I never watched the saint that much. Wasn't he master of disguise or something? I mean, I've no idea. On the basis that he can't be any worse than James Bond. Okay. All right. um, I would want um, the Saint. He's called the Saint. That's good. Simon Templer, the Saint. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. So finally, who did he work for? I don't know. G- uh, Ian St John. Was <laughs> was he was he was he like freelance? Probably. Probably. Well, then I like to see, so, as you know, one for the little guy. Maybe he was like the equaliser. He's like a just. He's like a small business. He's like an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, like a. I don't know, like the guy. He's who a startup. The guy who does reggae reggae sauce, like him. yeah, that guy. Yeah, Levi. Give me jeans, um, fifty thousand pounds in yeah. return for ten percent of my equity, or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> That would be an excellent episode of Dragons. And then the little... appears over his head. Can you imagine that? Peter Jones would be brilliant. They went on there with a serial killer business. and It would probably happen one day. That would be good. You'd be the good man to do it, actually. You're quite persuasive. The only way to stop... to stop me is to give me what I want. Yeah, or I'll kill you with this hammer. Yeah. My, it would be, have to be a um, it would have to be a business that prevented serial killing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've that's we've, a good idea. We've gone off topic. I think you'd get. Yeah. I think you'd get. I think everyone would be in on that. Well, certainly when it comes Sorry, to, you, to court. Yeah. You had another question, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About five, James Bond. It doesn't matter now. I mean, you've 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 blown it out <laughs> of the water with this Dragon's Dead idea. You're gonna have to copyright it. Um, yeah. Finally. You're stranded on an island 
with Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if that fails, who do you eat first? Um, I think I think Daniel Craig as the um, as the kind of leader because he he would appear to be the stronger, fitter, um, you know, one of, mm. of all of them. Eat. <clears throat> I mean, I would eat Sean Connery if it meant. Um, he was gone. So you'd eat Sean Connery? Yeah. Good. Um, Martin Fitzgerald, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, carry on your amazing uh, online activities. And you have a book out, Mm. don't you? When's your book out? Uh, The book is coming out to people who pledged for it on Unbound Mm. in July. Mm-hmm. And uh, or you can order it on on uh, you know Waterstones and all those sorts of things, and that's in uh, September the seventh. Fantastic! Make sure you get that, that comes out. It'll be fantastic because the uh, the weekly show you did or was it was it weekly the album? It was weekly. Yeah, I, I, yeah we did eighty two mm-hmm. um, editions, and the book has got twenty four in in there. Hmm. Well, it'd be very good, and I shall definitely be buying a copy. Brilliant. Are you going to do anything with your JFK club? Are you going to do anything? I think I'm just going to. I'm going to. I think I'm just going to do that as a little bit of a sort of Netflix thing, really. Where you know, by which I don't mean that it's going to be on Netflix, (laughs) but I just mean I'm just going to do like twelve and Mm. just end it at at at, you know that. I've been sort of blown away, you know, by the response to that, and people have really liked it. And and I mean, bizarrely, that that. Those JFK pieces have been read more than all of the album club pieces, apart from the ones with J.K. Rowling and Stuart Lee. Yeah, and it's been so that's been really nice, and and a lot of people who had no interest in it have have, have got an interest in it now, and I think that I don't want that. I don't want it to overstay its welcome. Um, I just it's, it's an on the surface you know, kind of look at things, which I think has been quite good, and just probably just leave it at that. Well, it certainly makes for excellent reading. Uh, I'm a bit of a... Thank you. No, th- no thank you for doing it, because I'm a JFK obsessive, basically based on the Oliver Stone. You are, film. aren't you? Yeah, you are, yeah. yeah, but I love reading... I mean, you've, you've written stuff I didn't know, or I certainly hadn't known that much about, so I've really, really enjoyed it. I think it's. I think that the, the thing is, in, in exactly the same way that you're doing this James Bond thing mm. is that you must be a huge James Bond fan and you must have watched lots of documentaries on DVDs and Blu-rays and all of that sort of stuff and yeah. read books. And there must have been a point where you've thought, okay, but what, can you do the James Bond thing for me? Because you're, you're, you're missing some of the jokes and you're missing this angle and you're, you're focusing too much on that. So could you just do it in the way that I would want it? Yeah. And because that never happens, you eventually say to yourself, well, I'm just going to do that. Yeah, exactly. And we live in a world now where you can, you can just create a podcast and I can write nonsense about JFK. And and it's the same thing, really. You're like, well, if no one else is going to do it in the way that I would like it done, (laughs) then I'm going to try it myself. Absolutely. So once again, thank you so much for 
joining us. Sorry, I didn't shut up, did I? No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. We got some stuff in about your book. That's good. Yeah. And a world exclusive about how many JFKs you're going to do. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. Now, you didn't. You didn't shoot him, did you? Uh, no, yeah. I wasn't alive. Oh, well, that's, I could have been an even bigger exclusive here. But thank you very Imagine. much. And um, pleasure. Yeah. And uh, I'll see you around. Mm. Thank you, Martin. No problem. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.